This episode of the Blowing Smoke with Twisted Rico podcast is brought to you by Spectacle Eyewear. Now, if you've been watching any episodes of this podcast on our YouTube channel, you might have noticed I've been wearing some pretty cool specs lately. Well, you know where I get them? Spectacle Eyewear, 505 Tremont Street, Boston, Massachusetts. Their phone number is 617-542-9600. Head down to Spectacle. Go visit our friend Paul. You'll get yourself some cool specs.
Welcome to Blowing Smoke with Twisted Rico. I'm your host, Steve Ricardo. We have an amazing new artist for you on the show today. The tune you just heard to get things rolling is called Soft Like Water. It's from 22-year-old Devin Thompson, an L.A. singer, songwriter, guitarist who has some captivating songs and videos out. You know how you hear or see something and then you have to go back and hear it and see it again and again and again? That's the vibe I got from Devin Thompson. She is the real deal. I can't wait to play our talk for you. So check this out. We'll be right back. <laughs> Being the big vinyl lover that I am, I'm proud to tell you about Joe's albums in their two locations. The original shop at 317 Main Street in downtown Worcester, Massachusetts, and their second location out in Western Mass at 5 Market Street, Northampton. Both of these shops are loaded with both new and used vinyl. It's hard to walk in either shop and walk out empty-handed due to their amazing collection of records and other cool goodies like t-shirts, mugs, posters, etc. If you can't find what you're looking for in the retail stores, check out their website, joesalbums.com. Thank you, Joe, for being so cool. There it is again, that dogmatic song. The relaunch of the Mira Stars podcast is coming together, so stay tuned for that. It's going to be more music-oriented and geekier than ever. So I highly recommend it if you're into geeking out with me, man. And, you know, the dogmatics, the theme song right there. You heard it. I'm going to keep playing that on this show till we can lure you over there. And I'm not sure when the first uh, episode of the newly relaunched Mirror Star show is coming, but it's coming soon. I promise you that. All right. I love the feeling of finding something new that gets you really excited. And that's how I feel. It's how I felt and feel when I first heard Devin Thompson's music. She has created her own signature sound, playing her semi-hollow body guitar, writing dark songs, and her singing is fabulous. Even her bio is flawless. I'm going to quote, I'm going to read it to you right now. And I quote, ready? Born in Los Angeles early this century, Devin Thompson comments that her earliest memory was punching through a pane of glass to see if she could. Quite successful in this venture, profuse amounts of blood, stitches, parental trauma, and slight fear of her next move meant performance art was already championed. 
Growing up a pale, emaciated misfit, Devin found her home listening to music. A California child of the sun, she was not meant to be. Early Susie, the animals, the cramps, Bill Evans, and the Beatles permeated her development years, unquote. Love that. I love that. I love it. Love it. All right. If you're not ready by now, you never will be. So here I am talking with Devin Thompson. Welcome to those of you watching on YouTube. This is Blowing Smoke with Twisted Rico. I'm your host, Steve Ricardo. If you want to hear this entire show with intros, outros, and music, please go to Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, etc. Please welcome to the show, Devin Thompson. Hi, Devin. Hi. Hi, how's it going? Great. So um, you grew up in L.A., right? Yeah, I'm from here. Like whereabouts in L.A.? The Valley. The Valley? Yeah. I'm nice. I, <laughs> I lived out in the Valley for a little while, too. I lived in uh, Studio City and Encino. Yeah. That's, yep, that's, that's, that's definitely the Valley. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like yeah. growing up there? Uh, not always. I didn't always like it. Actually, until recently, I did not like it. Um, I think it's just a, a hard place. Like, it's a hard place to live if, you know, for comparing yourself to others and feeling like competition and whatnot and people always trying to like, sort of, it's a hard environment. But I recently found a, a love for it that like, I couldn't see myself living anywhere else. I love it here. Wow. Why do you think that change happened? I, well, I also think it was a, a perspective change. I think I was super negative about a lot of things for a really long time because I was just like not accepted at all in school. And um, I never, and also just like out of school, I think I just had a hard time with the people here. And also like, I, as I've got older and just everyone is, it's so there's a lot of like social climbing, a lot of fake everything here. And that's just never how I've been. So seeing that like made me really bitter, but then I think I found a love for like myself and finding the right people. And I think that that changed my perspective. And I also just love everything that I love to do is here. I love fashion. So thrifting here is the biggest thing. I love the flea markets. I love the, the, we have like the best coffee, like all that, all that stuff. Like just, we have the best places to go and we also have the best like sushi. Um, we have some of the best sushi here. And also I'm a, I'm a snowboarder as well. So like I can drive an hour and I can go for the day and come back and play a show that night. You know, I was in, I, I, got, I lived there for like 14 years when I worked in the music business, but I was there last September. And every time I go, I forget one night I spent in Studio City, mostly in the South Bay. Every time I drive down Ventura Boulevard, the whole way I'm just, fascinated at how many different places there are and so many different things to do if you grow up there you there's no shortage right of things to yeah, do I, there's so there's like literally i could do a new thing every day which is what i love about it like there's so much to do in la and i love i don't i'm not a big nightlife person like i don't go out in a club really but when there are clubs like it's really hard to find really like in other states like even in their cities it's really hard to find like good clubs because like, i want to go to like an 80s club or they have a really fun like 70s disco club here mm -hmm. and it's it's a speakeasy so it's so it's so fun but it's really hard to find that unless you're in like new york or like mm -hmm. london you know what i mean is your family from la 
Yeah, we're all from here. Is are you from a big family? I guess like sort of. I mean, my whole family's not super big, but we're all my entire family is an arts family. So like we're all yeah, most of my family's in the is in the film business. So oh. we really don't have many people in the music business. It kind of just started with me um deciding to do that. And, you know, like my my grandfather's uh um screenwriter and worked with like Steven Spielberg and Jack Nicholson and all of them. Um so he still does that. And my aunt is a is a choreographer and my mom is an actress and a writer and a um and a wow. painter, etc. That makes sense. You're in the you're in the right place. Definitely. Yeah, no one no one forced me into doing anything. I just I picked I just like picked it up when I was young and like decided that this was what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? You're like 21? 22. 22. Okay, so when did you start listening to music? I mean, it's been around me. My parents are really big music people. Like my dad's a classic rock kind of guy. I mean, mm -hmm. he loves Rush. I was never a big Rush fan, but uh, my mom's like into 80s and into all of that stuff. And my parents also just like met on like grunge when they were together, like meeting together, like they bonded over that. So 90s had become like a big part of that, I think. So I grew up on music heavily. I was always in like band camps that my mom would put me in, um, like playing like guitar and whatnot and singing like when I was 10, 11. So like, I think it's just a big part of what I do and a big part of like my life. Um, and so even before I started like singing, I just remember like songs being played in the car, like ABBA was in the car and I was like, oh, you know what I mean? That's, yeah. It's like people have music, have music families and like that was my family. So did they have like, did you have like a turntable or was it just like radio or or what kind of music was playing in the house? How were they listening to music? You said your father was into Rush and. Yeah, it was mostly car rides because, you know, we they, they'd have to take us to school. So I just, they would play their music in the car. Um, they play music at home too, like our uh, Christmas parties and whatnot, like Thanksgiving parties. We would listen to like some jazz as well. Like we've listened, I've, I'm like versed in jazz as well. So, um, but I think that I that like mostly it's just, I remember car rides, car rides were a big part of um, all the music that had come to be, I think now. So what, what caught your ear? Like, was there any artists or songwriters that immediately jumped out at you that got you more interested and made you want to play? I mean, not when I was young, not that I can remember. I have a really bad memory actually. Um, so like there's only bits and pieces that stick out, but I think that what stuck out to me in terms of like what made me want to do, like what I do is kind of, I think it's mostly like when it was kind of my senior year of high school, when I started to latch on to a lot of female artists, like, um, there's an artist, her name's Courtney Barnett. Oh yeah. Um, brilliant. Courtney Barnett was big. Alabama Shakes, um, Brittany Howard. Um, there's something about those women and then like Blondie and there's something about them that is super empowering. And for the time I was super unhappy. And I think that that kind of music really spoke to me. And it's so, it's so raw and it's so real. And I was like, I want to do this. This is what I want to do. So it's been about four years, four and a half years now since it's been that, that, that time. Yeah. And that's what clicked for me. Did you have female age kind of. So did you, when did you get a guitar? Oh, my first guitar, I think I was 10. Um, 
my dad got me surprised me with a Yamaha acoustic white Yamaha guitar it's a great beginner like beginner guitar it's the perfect one to get um and I still use it today um that was a surprise and I think it just once I got a guitar it kind of started from there you know like I took some lessons and I never liked lessons I hated it but like I had to learn you know so I took lessons I've always taken vocal lessons when I was younger but I took guitar lessons and um started playing you know band camps and um I never I mean there was a couple times but like I really never for the most part straight away from playing guitar and singing together mm -hmm. so did did you get in bands at a young age yeah I mean not like solidified bands like I would do band camps so you know a week where you like learn a song you play with a band right. or uh or a season um at like school of rock I did um and then I tried out for like some bands like you know when they form those like kid bands and like hope that they go somewhere I think I tried out for a couple of those but then I just never stuck with it until I was 16 and I like found people at my school who I clicked with and we started a band then what was your first band we were called Tempo Fidelity. Um, it was like cheating the rhythm kind of thing. And we played like, we were very like neo alternative with a little bit of like R&B, which is very different from what I do now. Um, but it was really fun. It was great. As a high school experience, being in a band, it was, and like I was a skater also, it was like awesome. So so aside from the band camp and the school of rock, I mean, when did you, did you actually do gigs with your bands? Oh like yeah, we played a lot. We played mostly. It's really hard because we were underage, and in Los Angeles, you gotta be twenty-one everywhere. Mm -hmm. Kind of that's kind of how it always is. But for playing, you can. I mean, you can play if you're underage. It's just like you can't have like most of your crowd or like your friends or like that the scene and like no one can come. So we'd play it like there were some rehearsal spaces that would let us throw parties there, like mm -hmm. or big shows there, and it was it was nuts. So they let us do that there. We'd play it like we played it like we played at the Mint played the whiskey we played at um you know a lot of those places um that let us play there to like you know it is kind of like pay to play sort of yeah so, oh yeah I know yeah, we, worked, we worked so hard to get everyone yeah. there um but yeah we gigged a lot and we filmed music videos and we recorded a lot and like we just we were definitely like working um and it was awesome so it seems like you started doing your solo thing when you're around 18 yeah 18 that's that's about the age because the first single uh in the sand came out in 2020 i know you had some demos because i was yeah. doing a little research and i found some of your early demos do you remember when you first started recording yeah that song in the sand was done with my band that's my band playing that actually um that that song cherry um and cherry yeah that song and cherry were done with my band together um we recorded that actually in burbank um which is where i'm from um so we recorded those songs with them and then the rest of them like the split ends ep that came out um was recorded in my house and i played all the instruments um and i produced it and i wrote it and i i really liked that that song split ends was in that ended up in a thrasher skate video which is kind of where it got a lot nice. of recognition there yeah so that was really cool and I did, I did it all myself. Like I played the drums, the bass, guitar. I was very proud of myself. But um, that's I was that was just done in my house, literally. Um, and did then the rest. Do you, do you have like a little setup studio at your place? I did. I did have, and I like I was like borrowing stuff from from people and like kind of making all of it work, sort of. But like I don't anymore. I have a, I kind of have like an interface set up on my like laptop 
and in my room where I can record and like film things. Right. But other than that, I mostly just do a bunch of writing and filming here now. I want to talk to you about your writing in a in a minute because I'm really yeah. fascinated by it. Uh, so after you did the In the Sand single, what was going on around? I know the pandemic hit, which the timing of it really sucked. But um, you didn't, unless I missed something, I don't think you had another release until Soft Like Water, which is February of this year. Did you do anything in 21, 22 as far as releases or did you just work on recording? Yeah, I released, I released In the Sand. I released Red February is uh, another single. I That was in my house. I recorded that in my house too. Um, I, re I released that song and then I released, um, oh my God, I don't know. I actually think that might've been it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause you, so what, did, like you must've met James Salter during that period, right? Yeah. I, I met him in 2021. I was 19. Um, and I just like, that was, yeah, I met him around that time and um, I was kind of releasing and I was kind of like in my house doing it. Like the studios weren't open or anything like that. And it was, uh, that was when I met him and we had, and then after that, it was a year or so until we dropped off like water. Um, we worked together and then we dropped that. Yeah. The 20 January, 2023. Now you seem to have a whole team together. Did this team come together before or during that period, like you have a manager, a booking agent, a publicist, which is amazing because you have the team. How did that team come together? The team came together. Um, well, first was my manager, Christopher. Um, and uh, I was kind of through mutuals online through recommendation. And then he recommended James to me. And then we kind of just started working from there and built our clientele. And, you know, people really did take a chance on me. I'm still in developing stages. I haven't had like my like chance yet. You know what I mean? Like I've, but in terms of my starting, like really starting, everyone has taken a chance on me because they like what I do. So like my book, everything just came along afterwards, the publicist, the booking agent, the, um, you know, the sync agent, all that stuff like that all came from, and other writers as well has, has come, has come from them to, um, you know, believing in me, which is something that I'm, really proud of you should be you've got yeah. your songs are fantastic in fact i'm gonna uh but before i ask you about your songwriting did you know about the ravenettes or black rebel motorcycle club and those bands is that why you agreed to work with james that's not why i agreed to work with him but i did know those bands and he had worked with them specifically i like saw that like at that time i really wanted to do like grunge or like um female grunge kind of but like I've always loved um junior senior and James had worked with junior senior on did a really a song that I really liked and I was like I really like that song and listened to his discography and like the things that he's worked on I'm like you know this is really cool like this could work and um also it was mostly his mindset about things I like that he had kind of a cynical way of looking at things and I like really related to that and most people that I meet aren't like that. So I really liked that. And I thought that that was really cool. So that we kind of just are- A connection. Idea. Yeah, I think so. That's cool. Now about your songs, I want to talk about Napoleon So Close and your latest single. First of all, is it is it a clear plan that you have to just do singles right now? Or are you thinking about doing an album? Well, I, I'm releasing an EP in March 
Okay. But I am not going to release an album until there's proper funding. Cause like, I'm going to be real. Like albums are expensive to make. They're expensive to promote. They're expensive to just have. That's, that's like intellectual property that you're just letting out into the world. I don't want an album done unless there's a proper budget behind it. And like, obviously like I know none of us have like record label money. You know what I mean? So I think that I'm not ready to drop. And I have so many songs I have, we have, I have like 40 sides right now that like I have just like written and ready to go kind of thing. And I'm not ready to release an album until the right people are involved and the right funding can be put into it. Like anyone who says that is lie, who says anything against that is kind of a liar. Like that's like everything is revolves a lot of a lot of things happen because of money now. But I'd like to be releasing singles and some EPs to let the world know what I do and who I am and you know how we can connect. We're out here finding you. That's for sure. I, I heard your, I, when I first heard your music, I was very interested. Um, now your songwriting, do you do write your songs all alone or do you have songwriting partners? Yeah, I, I write with other people too. It mostly starts with just me. Um, I write with other people. Mostly it's just me and James who write together. He's my co-writer. So we work, we write together, but um I'll start with an idea and then I'll bring it to him and then we collab or we'll bring in, we have like two writers that we like, frequently work with so we'll switch off and we'll like we'll kind of all just exchange ideas so we definitely work together as a team which is which is honestly kind of how I, I like it it's everyone like when you're with the right people they have right ideas are you writing all the lyrics uh not all of them but a lot of them um, so the darkness yeah. that the darkness that's coming yeah. with your lyrics is that coming from you it's a culmination of me and, and James, both of us. We're kind of, we're like, have, it, it. a lot of it, it is, like, at the end of the day, it is me because they're my songs and it's my voice. And if I didn't want to talk about something, I wouldn't have to. I just think that there's a lot of really complicated and painful things that people don't talk about a lot. I just don't want to write about, I don't want to write about a breakup or, um, hey, you're mean, like, I just think it's boring. Like, I just think it could, or like, I, like, I don't want to write that. I think that there's far more interesting things that things that we don't understand or things that like are, are complicated. So yeah, a lot of it does come from me. Um, What about the videos that are coming with the songs? Like yeah. they're great. They're great. They're great. Your songs are great. Your videos are great. Do you have anything to do with the the videos or are you just finding these directors and letting them have you know say on how they want to you know put it put the script together yeah so those videos are definitely me those are my ideas that come out because i um i've just grown up loving film and loving tv and loving like specific movies and books i'm a big reader so i have a really imaginative mind and a lot of the stuff I, I, I make, read a lot of sci-fi and a lot of fantasy and a lot of stuff like that. That's kind of what I grew up on. So I think that I like to write about stuff that's like mini movies and like odd things, like kind of like in the Twilight Zone sort of like vibe. Mm, yeah. and I, so what I do is I, I, I think of a concept that I want and then I bring it to like a director and I'm like, hey, this is a story. You can I like maybe you can add on to it like this is what I want how it want to begin middle and, and end or like but like I want you to help fill in the gaps 
but the ideas and the concepts come from me but then I have some people like come in and help me like they're like oh we should maybe we could do this I'm like oh yeah that's cool yeah I think I've seen four soft like water and Napoleon so close and the new one I love but it hurts like hell these are all is it all different directors Yes. Um, the first two were done by Brian Nichols and I've known Brian for a really long time. And he's actually the one who recorded in the sand, uh, sorry, soft like water. No, Jesus. <laughs> um, split ends in red February. He was the engineer on that. He's kind oh. of like a multi-talented like octopus. Cause he does like uh, so many different things. So he, he helped, um, he was the producer of the video um, for soft like water and Napoleon. And then I started working with Bianca Cruz, who's, uh, and a student crew who on, I'm so close and on love you, but it hurts like hell. Yeah. Your videos are getting better as they go along. I have to say yeah, uh, I, I'm weirder with it. Like more fun. Like, why not? Why can't I do whatever I want? You know what I mean? What about the violence and the knives? And cause I've seen a lot of violence and knives. <laughs> well, maybe not in the last, I'm, I'm going to ask you about, I love, but it, hurts like hell because i'm a little confused about that one but the other ones you brought the knife out you brought the violence out it seems like you're angry i'm not angry i'm really not it's not about that i think it's is it acting it is because i am an actress as well i've always kind of done that but like that's not really what it is it's uh right now my theme for my music is a duality of uh kind of like a it's kind of a goth sort of thing, but it's more of like, it's like visceral beauty, like in pain, there is beauty. So this stuff is not anger. Um, maybe there, it starts as anger, but then it transforms into something else. Kind um, of a dichotomy is what you're saying, it, right? It is. And that's what a so, so close is not angry at all. I actually kill him so that we can come into the afterlife together and exist like together and like forever together like like till death never do us part so it's not about that yeah it's not it's not anger at all it's interesting that's what i was looking for you get you got me with the explanation there i like that yeah you're trying to find the afterlife together i like that um after you put out the so close uh single uh you went on a east coast tour yeah, I played over there. Um, and that was really cool. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, that was awesome. I played up at uh I like never I've never done this before. And I played up at Vassar, the college up there, and it was just really received really, really well and made me think, I'm like, okay, this was a turning point for me because people that I feel like are my peers are actually accepting me now. So it was crazy to feel that as a person, not just about music. Like I was, I, I just, it was kind of a turning point. I was like, oh my God, this is actually like working. Like I, as me as a person, like people are accepting me now. It was well, so cool. Well, that's amazing that you played at Vassar. I don't know how you got that gig, but that's great. That's a very intellectual kind of vibe going on over there. It's not Ivy yeah. League school. Like my best friend, she went to Vassar. And if yeah. you go to that school, that's a great school. Yeah. So how did you how did you end up playing there? Your booking agent just booked some college dates for you? No, one of my oldest friends uh, that I was friends with in middle school, who was the one person who I was friends with actually at a school that was so miserable. She goes there and wow. she knew I was coming to New York and she's like, I hadn't talked to her in years. She's like, Devin, um, 
I know this is a long shot, but will you open for Wednesday, the band um, at our show at our like back to school event? Because I can't find any bands and no one's good. And you're amazing. I've seen your videos. Can you come play? I was like, yeah, I want to do that. Great gig. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. I, I did you I mean I'm in I'm in the Boston area myself did you play New oh, England I didn't play New England not yet I would like to I def I want to hit all I want to do an Ivy League college like tour really bad oh. like because I really feel like that would be so cool and like um I really want to do New England and also Boston Boston is such a cool city yeah you would do you would definitely do well in Boston um Boston. so so you did the East Coast dates and then you went to South by Southwest what was that yeah, like yeah yeah that is interesting um I didn't have my band so I felt very bare without them but it was better than I expected um getting to go around and meet people and like it's kind of hard when you're not a super well-known artist because people are not really like you have people coming to see you but it's like if it's it's, it's weird but it was cool and I liked it I just don't know, as I've heard, I don't know if it was what it used to be. It's true, probably. I, I would say that having gone, I haven't gone to South by Southwest in years, but it's probably yeah. changed. Did you feel like you were under a microscope? No, I don't think, not not this time, because I don't think this time only because, um, you know, I don't think that, I think now if I went, I'd be under a microscope because like more, a lot of more people know about my music and all that stuff. So I think that, at that time, I was less of a topic, you know what I mean? Now, um, I was a Gibson artist back then, but now that I'm like more prominent of a person in general now, I'm like in terms of my music, I think I would be at this point. Yeah, your choice in, I was going to talk about the Gibson sponsorship, your choice in yeah. guitars is impeccable, by the way. Great. <laughs> How many guitars do you have? Uh, I have like, I have like, five electric guitars but i only use i use my casino which is like the um, oh beautiful yeah, okay if you're if you're listening people you have to go to the video and check this guitar out because this is a yeah. masterpiece yeah so this is a this is an epiphone casino this is usa made this is pretty new this is like i think this is made like semi hollow body right i mean it's a semi hollow body is it um, heavy still though no, there's no so there's no middle bar in in it. So, so it's, it's light, extremely light. So this I have a Sheraton as well, and it's just the 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 like the wooden bar in the middle kind of just it doesn't do the same for me that this does. Um, I think that you get a resonance and um and a power with this that you don't get with um with solid bodies. You've created your own sound. That's what has gotten me very interested in you because oh. you're I've seen people compare you to like PJ Harvey. I can see that a little bit. I'm a huge PJ Harvey fan, so that's a compliment. But I yeah. think you got a you're in a you're more like a and I'm not trying to tell you what style you are because you have your own oh, style. I'm, I'm interested to hear what you think. Like the cramp. I don't know if you ever heard of the cramps or like a like a uh psycho billy kind of sound almost you know rockabilly but more i do that 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 makes sense i would see that i love the cramps they're one of my inspirations for sure i have a lot of that um i feel like for me um i take 
kind of like Johnny Cash is one of my favorite artists. So I take a lot of inspiration from like some Southern aspects, I think. Um, and in, like when I said Alabama shakes, you know, so there is like a, a rockabilly kind of thing, psychobilly kind of thing that I really like about that. So that would make sense to me. Yeah, definitely. And you know, when I say psychobilly, I, that's comp, I consider that a compliment to, that you get yeah. that sound. That's not a common, there's not a lot of people that sound yeah. like you. No, I, and I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, I'm going to hit you up with one more thing here. Um, I love, I love, but it hurts like hell. I, is love. it, I love you, but I hurts like hell. I'm sorry. I got a type. Yeah, I love you, but it hurts like hell. <laughs> okay. What's going on in this song? Tell me about this. Yeah, this song is kind of a double meaning. Um, first, it's kind of just addressing the pain that love of any kind can bring you. Um, you know, like just kind of me questioning like why we love in general. Sometimes it's so painful. Um, like whether it's with like a a a friend, a loved one, a relation, a family relationship, like sometimes like, you know, people battling with addiction, like it can be the hardest thing to watch because you love them so much, but they just destroy their lives. Mm -hmm. Um, or people that are, you know, self-sabotagers that you love, like it's just really hard. And I think that I've just had kind of some run-ins with that. And it's like made me question, like, this is really hard. And then the other meaning that came up, the song was written for a year before this meaning came to me, but it's mostly about um the second meaning is relates to the first one but it's uh about oppression in religion and how some religions kind of just it's hard because you as a let's say like you're faced with the moral dilemma of loving your faith loving your family but they hate you because you're gay or something like that like you could be like a you could be like literally like making world peace but because you're gay you're going to hell kind of thing that's just an example but I think that there's a an inner struggle with people who grew up in religious families, but they're ostracized just because of like who they are kind of thing. And they're like, I love my faith and I love like God or whatever. And I love my family, but they hate me. And it's like, it's like a struggle. It's a battle. So I love wow. you. But it hurts. It's it's so it's intense, but it's addressing something that a lot of people really struggle with. You're coming from a very heavy place with your writing. And I really appreciate that. Um, you mentioned acting before. Have you done a lot wow. of acting? Yeah, I have actually. I um I started in musical theater when I was younger. So um that requires singing and acting. Um and I started doing auditions and stuff when I was really young. I just took a liking to it. My mom was an actress, so I kind of just like took a, took a liking to it. And I kind of had agencies growing up my whole life and was in acting classes and I've done commercials and I've done some like network stuff and I've done some um some web series stuff with DreamWorks um, and ABC. Um, and it's been less prominent recently because I think I've just really like what I, I think I went really rebellious and I just got a, I was like, I hate this. And I got a bunch of tattoos and like did music. I just like, I just, I never liked having to play someone else though. There's something about it that I just didn't like. I feel like I was like, I just want to be myself so bad. And I just want to say what I want to say. And I want people to like me for that. Um, recently again i'm having like a lot of changes i've really been like thinking that it's because of my writing it's been so explorative kind of and it's been so storytelling it's been making me like playing other characters again so i still act yeah 
You're very interesting. Uh, you brought up your tattoos. I mean, you have some really cool tattoos. What What is the meaning going? There is there a meaning behind any of these? Um, I like them. That's the meaning. I mean, I mostly I I take I take it as like I see something and I'm like I want that on my body. I want it, and I just get it. I don't think about it. I just everything I see it once and I hit up my artist. I'm like, can you do it tomorrow? And they always say yeah. Um, so like I get them really fast and I don't think about them, but. I've never regretted anything I've gotten because all of them are representative of, of like my, my writing and like the things that I like, the imagery that I like. So like I have a flapper bat girl and a proper bunny here. Cause I've always loved Beatrix Potter growing up and like um, Peter rabbit. Um, I just love the right. I love the writing and I love the drawings. I love Alice in Wonderland. I have the, I have a little chumpet bunny here and um, wow. Yeah, I have a lot of stuff um, that is very special to me. And like body art is like how I see it. And like, it's like part of my art. I really, I really just want to be as immersed in my art as like I possibly can. So this is just like part of it. I like it. You're the real deal. Um, can you tell me if you're listening to anything these days that you like? Is there any other artists you've been listening to that you think that catch your ear that you really like? Or are you going back to the older stuff or? no. I really like the last dinner party. They're amazing. Um, I love them so much. I think that they're so, um, I think that their concepts are really provocative. Um, they write a lot about religion and sex. And I think that that's so scandalous and it's so good. And I like, I latched onto it immediately. So um, I really like the last dinner party. Again, I like Courtney Barnett. Um, I do like Phoebe Bridgers a lot. Um there's a lot of really good music that I like that I listen to now that's new that I really enjoy. Like um, there's a band called Fleshwater. They're a 90s kind of like revival band, but they do like they do like new metal, I'd say. Mm. Um, really good. There's a lot of new music that's so inspiring. I also love uh, Emil and the Snifflers and, you know, they're, yeah, they're, I've seen them live a bunch. Um, so those are some new bands that influence me and that like do do stuff that really just is like their thing and I think that's something that's important to stick to now how do you listen do you listen to vinyl or do you listen to spotify or what's yeah, your I listen I, I use apple music actually Apple. I, I recently just got spotify just because like I, I think I just want to have all of them um but I've been listening on apple music and I'm not a vinyl collector because I don't have I haven't invested when I, when I like have a more money, I'm going to get a really nice. When she vinyl. has a platinum record. <laughs> I'm going to get a, um, a vinyl player. That's really good. Record player. Like, oh. Yeah. You mentioned Phoebe Bridges, by the way, did you like boy genius? Yeah, I do. I I like her stuff more. Julian yeah. Baker's really good too, and so is Lucy. There, I like their solo stuff a lot more than just Boy Genius themselves. Um, I like Boy Genius. I think they're good. Um, I love also the Paramore. That's another one that I really love. Um, I think that I really like their music. Um, and I like all three of them like separately more than Boy Genius. I think. Um, but I like Phoebe because she's so anti LA. It's so funny to me, and I, I just I relate to her. Because when I tell people that I'm from LA, they're like, you are not LA. It's like, I know. It's like, not. It's, it's hard funny. To you, it, yeah, it's weird. 
I think they're all great too. I like Lucy Dacus uh, yeah, solo does. records the best because they're more indie rock, you know. And that's I'm. I love indie rock. That's kind of why I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before you go, tell me what's next now. What's your plan? I didn't see any tour dates. Are you getting a tour together or? Yeah, this summer, late summer is going to be a tour. I'm going to be doing um and more singles, lots of more music. This year's going to be a year for music and touring and gigging, um and. My empire, kind of. Uh, so I think I'm, I have another single coming out next month, and I have an EP coming out in March, and then let the world do what it wants. But I already have gigs coming up um, in February, March, and April, and then July is looking like I'll be doing a tour then. So lots of gigging and lots of music for everyone to listen to, and more weird concepts for you guys to to you know to drink in. I really like what you're doing. You're years ahead of your age, by the way, with your writing and your whole. Oh, thank you. That's what I've been told. It's just like, it's weird. They're like, they're like hard, weird concepts to talk about. But like, I know people think about them. They just don't want to write them. Thanks a lot for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
I love you, but it hurts like hell. If you've been there, you get it. <laughs> Devin Thompson, what a trip. I find myself talking uh, to a lot of artists from L.A. lately with good reason. There is so much good music coming from the West Coast, especially the L.A. area. Always has been, really. Uh, Devin Thompson is the complete package. Hope you enjoyed our conversation as much as I did. I see big things ahead for Devin Thompson. Can't wait till she tours the East Coast again because that's a show I would definitely go to. All right. Speaking of enjoying, I enjoy hearing from you all. So please write me at twistedrico at gmail.com. If you're a musician or a songwriter and you have music, send it. Even a publicist. I mean, a lot of publicists do already. But if you're a publicist out there and you're like, maybe I can get my artists on that show. Send it along, man. We'll check it out. If you don't hear it here, who knows? You might hear it on the Mirror Stars podcast. All right. We also have an Instagram, Facebook threads, and YouTube page where you can actually watch the Zoom interview I just did with Devin Thompson. There's also a TikTok page at Twisted Rico where you can watch clips from the show. And also, please consider supporting this show on our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Twisted Rico. If you sign up there, you'll make me very happy and if you make me very happy who knows you might get a surprise from me surprise i've been known to send out surprises surprise all right goofy goofy all right that's gonna do it that's gonna do it for this time Roseanne. thank you all right till the next time we say goodbye this is blowing smoke with twisted rico i'm your host steve ricardo keep the rock and roll alive